Hello and welcome to Family That Podcast Together. Uh, this is a topic we thought of mm, three minutes ago. <laughs> Not really fully developed either. No. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. No clue. It really started at a drive to lunch today, I guess. That's why we were talking about it. Well, we talked about it yesterday. A little bit. Did we? Uh-huh, while we were walking. And driving. Yeah. And yep. Because we went to Snake Road yesterday. Yeah. I did not go to Snake Road yesterday. We as in Ethan and Alex and I went to Snake Road. Mom's faith is not strong enough for Snake That's Road. That's right. If she was going to church, she would have been able to take up that serpent. Because <laughs> when it's biblical, it's a serpent. Yep. Not a snake. <laughs> the most nervous I saw Ethan was when he saw a frog, though. <laughs> yep. I don't like frogs. Yeah. No, most nervous was when that lady tried to talk to us. <laughs> the one that we ran we away from. We had to run away yeah. from a lady because she was following us and talking. Run away! So she was walking. We didn't tell you this story, Jeanette. She and her two girls were walking toward us as we were walking out, or walking back to the car direction. And um, we were about, so the trail is, I guess it's, is it three miles one way? Something, yeah. Something like that. But um, as we're coming back, of course, everybody you pass, you're like, well, how many did you see? And, and or, you know, how's it look back your way? And they had just come in, and we were probably a mile and a half from the car, two miles. And uh, and we pass her, and and as she's walking at us, we're like, is this woman drunk? <laughs> like she was all over the place. And then the closer we got, it's like, is this woman on meth? Because <laughs> she looked like she could have been at some point in her life. That's terrible. It is what it is. But uh, so we, we get up to her, and she asks us, and we're like, nah, we haven't seen anything. And she's like, Oh, okay, and then turns around and starts walking next to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's and loud. Like and... Loud, and you've seen it. Anyways, <laughs> so that's when I stop and find something really interesting to look at while they're walking off. I think it was a tree. It was It was a tree. It was a U-shaped tree <laughs> that was super interesting. I'm like, hey, guys, let's look at this tree. <laughs> Until they get way down the road. And then she started slowing down. Did she slow down? So we sped up. <laughs> well, now they they because there was that marker off in the woods. Yeah, yeah she went off in the woods. And so she went off in the woods, and we kicked it. We kicked it in high gear. And then we power walked the whole way back to the car. All the way back because they were not catching us. <laughs> we did not talk. We did not look for anything. Mm-hmm. We no, nope. I don't care what <laughs> popped out. We weren't looking at it. We <laughs> avoided her like Dad avoids the church. Transition. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that's my transition. So, here's here's the topic. And this is super unscripted, but... <clears throat> so, what was it two weeks ago that we talked about? I don't even know what we talked about. Talked about the community and mm-hmm. getting back into the community and trying to get into a church, whatever. So today, Jeanette and I did not go to church. We went to lunch down in Bardwell at a little country place called Carol's. 
very good. Go try that. But driving through, you know, all these backwoods places, and there was a church that Jeanette at one point had looked at and said, I'd try that one. And um, as we're driving past it, you know, of course it spurs it up, and we're talking about it, and I told her, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm kind of at this point now to where I don't know if church is good for me, but I don't think I'm good for church. Um, so I'm trying to frame this all the way around because a lot of things are happening in my head. Um, so I've listened to Rhett and Link's Deconstruction podcast, the first series. I've listened to it over the last week, and basically it's, you know, those guys are telling their stories. I'm still not totally sure where they've landed. I need to listen to the newer stuff and mm-hmm. find out where they're at because they won't call themselves atheists. They won't. They were being very careful not to offend their fan base, which has made up a lot of people from people who knew them coming from that background, but also they've always kind of been the polished clean boys on a lot of stuff so um so i know a lot of that was going into it but they were just talking about their their anti-faith journey and how they got from point a to point b and so you know i'm listening to that and i don't i don't know that i really relate with either one of them um but it got me thinking about like so much. Okay. So I have that rolling in my brain, talking about all of that, thinking about all of that, kind of pondering where I am all the time. Then um, was talking, you know, we're here with the parents and talking about their church, and it's just, it's two funerals from shutting the doors, um, just in a, in a steady decline. And I have, I have those moments where I'm like, man, I could, I have a skill set. I could really help them. But I'm like, I want to. Like, because I can't. There's the product of the church. I can't build that. And I can't. I don't want to be a part of that. But then yesterday, as we were walking, we were talking about, like, as much as I, I despise the machine, I can also see the benefit of the machine because... If nothing else, the machine can actually raise funds for good things. So like when I, you know, Christianity at the nuts and bolts is feed the poor, care for the, care for the widows and orphans, you know, like be, be love out in community and a church while it may waste a lot of stuff, it can also it can also use its influence and members to raise funds to feed the poor and take care of the widows and the orphans. And while I may not like all the things that happens along with it, like okay, if that happens, then cool. So if you hear all the rambling happening right now, that is literally my brain all the time when I'm thinking about this. So when I say I'm not good for the church, I'm a very vocal person. I'm a person that once you get me engaged, I'm not halfway. So as I have conversations with people who 
who want to pursue the American Christian faith that they have known and loved, I'm probably going to talk you out of it or steer conversations in the way that my brain is going. Not to be a, a jerk, but just because to be honest with my thoughts and my feelings and, and how I'm processing things. So I can't hold back from that all the time. So again, that's where I say, I don't know if the church is good for me because it's not going to steer me back that direction. And I'm definitely sure I'm not good for the church if the church wants people who buy into the program. Does that make sense? Yep. All that rambling <laughs> took a big, wide turn, but I, there it is. That's what I meant a couple of weeks ago when I said that I couldn't recommend a church because I'm questioning church. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as widows and orphans and the poor and the hungry, other organizations do that also. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the, the church to do that. That's just the call that came from Paul of like, true religion is this. Yeah. Caring, caring for widows and orphans. Basically well, because it's not reciprocal at all. Yeah, and that's one thing that we talked about yesterday was Dad talking about like <clears throat> a church might have a budget where they're spending so much money on their own programs and their own equipment and their own but at the same time they're raising money for those organizations. Like how much of those organizations budget does come from various churches within the town so they are like they are tied to church as well so the church is effective in that way of like they are fundraisers for those organizations um so you don't like and you you can provide services and funds to those organizations without being part of the church but they are being effective in that way yeah the struggle to, and the struggle i have is not only was I a pastor for 20 years, but I was a uh, business manager for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so those, you know, I understand that. Yeah. And that's that's the side to where I can sit and go, like, I can justify, I'll never justify fog machines. Never. <laughs> I can justify <laughs> the dog and pony to a degree. Yeah. God, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> Because uh, then, right now, my stomach flipped upside down. I was like, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. But I can justify it to a degree to where it's a part of the necessity of the community. Any big group, you're going to have people that are, you've got the attenders, you've got the ones that have bought in, you've got those that are the, the active participants, you've got the passive participants, you've got the, the ones that who give financially but that's about as far as they're going to go like you've got all of those mm -hmm. and and when you 
if you have the machine that kind of makes a place for all of those and it does raise funds, you can direct those funds to good things. Yeah. And it costs money to put on that production. Right. Not even calling that production bad. It can be. But, you know, where they fall in a ditch is when the production overtakes who you're actually there looking for and not. Well, when it hit, like, there's a, a wide range of, there's, like, we have the production and all of our money is going back into the production and none of it's going outward or, you know, up to... To keep it afloat. Keeping it, keep, so that we have funds that are going outward. We have to maintain what's... Because, because the people that give financially and that's really all they do are the people who are going to leave because this isn't serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. So that you have to keep them satisfied to keep the money coming in, to, to keep, keep the money going out to help the community and, mm-hmm. and to help all of that. So, I don't know. Sometimes it's like a necessary evil, and sometimes that's the only focus. And then it's somewhere in between. A lot of places fall somewhere in between, I think. And the struggle of, I'm not getting anything out of it. I honestly don't need that. Yeah. I don't. I don't need that. I, I like a challenge, but... Um, but, and again, steering back to that thing of, I'm not getting anything out of it, but also I don't think I can give anything to it. Right. Like, I don't know that I want to put my money that way. Like, I can give to other groups that do the thing that I think needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the budgetary thing. I mean, if you have a church that says, we're going to give 10% of our budget to local missions, which includes feeding the feeding and caring for groups well when my the church's yearly income is a hundred thousand dollars we're giving ten thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. when it's now a million dollars we're giving a hundred thousand dollars a year and so you're still doing your ten percent to that but because that machine is running really well mm-hmm. and generating generating more revenue it's it's able to give more to those groups Mm -hmm. and and a lot of times they'll up their percentage because Mm -hmm. you know it plays plays differently in things but um so again i see all that stuff but when the message gets clouded in there that this is what it's all about like that's the struggle you get into Mm -hmm. is when you tear it down to nuts and bolts it really is about declaring this guy jesus yeah and and that was the thing with Rhett and Link, even in that. Like, and they may later, like, addressing what, like, I don't care what you do with Old Testament. I don't care what you do with all of these other things. What you do with Jesus is everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't skirt that. You can't skirt that definition at all. Like, like okay, if. If you don't believe that he is the Son of God, then why in the hell would you have anything to do with the church? Yeah. Like that's why well, I wouldn't. I don't understand that at all. Like I, I get where somebody thinks that, but so like I, that's that's basically the only distinctive I have at this point. But but the church is not always good at presenting that either. But anyways, neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've done all the talking. <laughs> and I haven't coughed once. 
Okay, so what you're saying is you are not in a place to where you could freely support the mission of the church. what that mission is. Mom has her thinking face on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it... I'm not real clear on... Because you keep going back and forth between finances and a mission. And... Well... I don't care about the finances of a church. The reason why I'm not in church right now is because at this time in my life, I don't feel like the church is being productive. I don't think it is truly completing the mission that it's supposed to. So what does productivity, what's the output? When you say productive, you're creating something, you're making something, what is what is it you're making and what's the output on the other side of that? What's the mission? And what's the mission? The mission is to love people. Mm-hmm. And when you love people and they come in, they in turn love people. And I do not... I feel like the church is not doing that anymore. I feel like the church, for the most part, I know there are... It's pretty general. Everything's different. I mean, every organization is different. Every church is different. But you have to admit that the church has not fulfilled that duty because the church is falling apart. I feel like we have done a very sucky job of what Jesus called us to do as a church. As the big C church. As the church. Because it's not that safe place for people. It's not the loving place it should be for people. And people are leaving mm-hmm. I think it has to be revamped or rebuilt one thing that I thought now this is post Randy in the pulpit um, I really thought the last two years with COVID would have and I I don't remember if we've talked about this I can't I I don't think we have but I really thought and hoped that the last two years would have put the church in a place to where it would have to um, really peel back and go okay what what's our distinctives what is it that we're like so 
if we if we are going to start taking a hit in resources and we're going to start taking a hit in being able to get together you know can't i guess i answered the question can we still be the church and not meet at the temple mm-hmm. and if we can then what does that look like unfortunately all i saw was that the the church was trying so hard to keep the temple model going that they didn't care about what the distinctives were. It was all. It was the distinctive is keeping the building open. That's the distinctive, um, because that's what they people were getting so up in arms about was the government was coming in and telling us that we can't have church. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they're not. What they're telling you is is grow. You know, not getting into that too much, but you can't. It's, it's definitely not the safest thing to have a bunch of old people stuffed in a, a old building together like right now. The government's not telling you you can't have church. It's telling you you can't gather, and gathering does not equal church. Right, and and so the church got the, the message of the church during that time was all about how they could make sure that they could still gather together in that same place. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we've the saying's always been, it's not the... It's not the uh, building; it's the people, and but we showed that it's the building. Yeah. And and but it but outside of all of that political crap, um, it just really let me see that I was right. I mean, I was right about. I'm glad I wasn't in the pulpit, number one. I'm glad I was not in the pulpit during that time. I probably would have got fired anyways because I'm, I'm in the South. Um, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw some of my... It's not political. It's in my brain. It's, it's spiritual. But like the same group of people who are trying so hard to meet in the, in the building, and, and even when they did, they didn't want to have to wear a mask because that was a lack of faith, were also the same people that would arm their their uh ushers because you got to keep yourself safe and i'm like takes the same faith mm-hmm. well no no you never know what somebody's going to do yeah they may walk in with a disease that could kill your grandmother <laughs> and dang you don't have to shoot them you can just put on a mask mm-hmm. or tell grandma to mm, you might want to stay home grandma mm-hmm. but no no we're gonna we're gonna come in with guys with 38s on their hips and big trucks and small guns in their holster and they you know they want to come in and talk about faith and it's like no wait this is you know and it, and it's so the messages were getting so mixed up i mean my so my liberal side is showing but you know let's just call it what it is. My, the problem that i have in the world right now is i'm too i'm too conservative for my liberal friends and i'm too liberal for my conservative friends and i'm just sitting here in the middle like i don't want either one of those identities so I just want you bring me one subject we're going to talk about that I'm not going to attach it to anything else and we're going to we're going to work through that so the the church has got caught up in that same issue of kind of leaning toward what you were saying of when an issue comes up we're not looking and going how can we be more loving in this scenario like that's our role as the church is to love the Lord our God, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. So 
when those scenarios came up and when those situations come up to ask yourself how can I love better or in the decision I'm making right now is this number one loving God or is it me being is this this me making sure that my political position or my sociological disposition is showing and two am I loving my neighbor or is it me saying this person doesn't fit into the the circle that I want around me or people to perceive the circle I have around me mm -hmm. and that so I had to, I had to navigate I had to navigate the pulpit when the SCOTUS decision came down um, legalizing gay marriage I had to I had to navigate that in West Kentucky and and one of the absolute hardest sermons I ever preached in my life was was that weekend it was so hard because you know like I didn't know where I stood honestly I didn't know where I stood at that point I was I hadn't thought it through enough I hadn't like there's so many different implications at that point I'm, I'm I've landed a little stronger now but um so I didn't I didn't know my I wanted a biblical approach and a loving approach and and um probably didn't handle it right handle it the best I could but but just working through all of that stuff during that time I, and I was having to do all that from the pulpit but I knew in our sanctuary at that point in that small of a church we had you know one of the relationships we had was a, a gay girl in the in the church and um, you know, everybody knew it and they were accepting of her but um, but then I had some really conservative people in there too. And you love all of them. And so the approach in it is tough. And now I'm not in that role. Mm -hmm. I don't have the pulpit to to work through all that stuff and, and try to control, not control, try to create a, a atmosphere that I felt was loving of God and loving of our neighbor. Like, um, it's just tough. And now, I don't have that role, but I still have my thoughts and my positions on things. And and I realize that not everybody thinks through things like I do. And so when I do start talking to somebody, it's like, oh wait, I don't really know where you're at. Don't really know. And so my personality comes across so strong that it's like I will, I mean, even in the Rhett and Link thing is I watch their two, per, you know, listen to their two personalities. You know, Rhett is such such a strong personality and it's kind of like Link is, and they even talked about it. It's like, oh, he's not bound down. Oh, yes, he is. Mm -hmm. And I can hear it. You can hear in every bit of their conversations like, like he wouldn't have even thought about this stuff had you not brought it up more than one time mm -hmm. you're not the like you're not the type of personality that's going to think about it once and mention it once yeah you talked about it a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a fixation. It was a fixation. Yeah. And and so you might not have forced him into it, but you definitely held it held it out in front of him a lot. And my personality is the same way. Mm-hmm. There think, you go. I think a lot of that frustration that you're talking about, like the lack of loving and and that kind of stuff. Like I think even when you were in the pulpit and when we were, you know, in ministry as a family, we were already frustrated with the model of like a church a church's success is indicated by the number of people in the building and not the impact you're having outside of the building and the idea of if you build it they will come like how many people can we get on our campus or in our building instead of how can we take what we have outward and like we have so many church buildings in this town that are in neighborhoods that could use a lot of help Mm-hmm. But they, their entire attendance base drives from outside of that area to come attend, and they ignore the area that's immediately around them. Um, and and I think, like, I, I remember um, a church that we have kind of loosely been a part of in the last four years of getting frustrated because they were trying really hard to get a lot of people to come to their property when there was a a park two blocks over that was all the time occupied by kids in poverty who they could have just instead of having a like a block party on your property take it over to that park like take it to the people that need it instead of trying to get those people to you and i think we were already frustrated with that when we were in ministry and then we are continuing to be frustrated by that watching from the outside and i think that can like we perceive that we can perceive that as a lack of outward love like i don't know well and there used to be a thing like that in paducah that uh it was the trucking street ministry i forgot the there was more to it than that but it was a guy that had a flat bed trailer that um, would go and set up at different projects is where he would go. Mm-hmm. And they would do kind of like VBS stylish things and have singers. Of course, you know, it would be very Southern Gospel singers. <laughs> and, right. and uh, But but the, the end goal was always to get them in a church. Right. And um, Trying to grow. And, We're trying to grow our church. And well, even the like the Bill of Graham Association, I remember them talking about that decades ago of their conversion compared with their uh, their retention rate. So, you know, they would have all these people come and and respond at a uh, altar call, but then unless they got them landed in a church, they did not grow. Mm-hmm. And and I understand. It. I mean, I do understand that there, you want to get them in a com, in a community. Back to that community word, mm-hmm. in a community, and and the organized community that we have to be able to funnel a bunch of people is the church. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, I get that. But but even at that, like, how many of those did it did it stick? You know, like, mm-hmm. and 
So it, I mean, it's it, it, there's more than just the fact of getting out into that. It's like again, the question you have to ask is like, what is the the product? Yeah. Like how how do you know you've succeeded? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they become good church going Christians. And then that I think that's a lot of times like part of my frustration is when. Yeah, you got them in the church, but and now your goal is to change their behavior. Like, like, like. okay, we're going to go out and we're going to help these people, quote unquote, so that they will then come to our church and then we're going to fix them because they're living wrongly. But it's not like, yes, there should be transformation by the Spirit, but that's not what you're looking for. You want them to be good. Be good. Be quiet. Be here but not be transformed, you know? Um, and I think that's my frustration because because that's, like, our whole struggle is legalism, and we grew up in that, and now I'm trying to figure out, like, I've been good my whole life, but that's not real. That's a performance. And that, like, that's what we keep coming back to of, if that's what the church is doing, is gathering a bunch of people and teaching them how to be good. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? We're, we're, we're making people really good liars. We're talking about that. And it's frustrating. Pretending. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pretending. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm frustrated right now listening to you guys because I've been the one out of church the longest. And this is how I feel. And all of a sudden, it's okay because you feel that way. Y'all been preaching at me to go to church for... Six years. No, I don't necessarily want you to go to church. I just want you to have friends. <laughs> we need you to. I just you want need a you, community. You need a community. You and need I don't, a community. I don't care where that community is. That's why, I've, like I've said, a book club would be cool. Yeah. Like, let's just read some true crime novels or something. Like, I don't care. I just want you to talk to people that aren't us. <laughs> and I don't care what kind of community that is. I yeah. think I think that Dad is at an interesting point because he has been in the last couple of years. He has had times when he's been on you about going to church, and now he's kind of making a. <laughs> yeah, because a few weeks ago I was like, I'm cool with visiting some churches, and now he's he's the one saying, I don't think I need to do that. Because <laughs> the rubber met the road. <laughs> And when I was sitting there looking, I looked at that church today. I mean, it was literally a, a I'm going to use a very spiritual, it was literally a revelation at that point. I'm not giving that to the Holy Spirit. It was just my brain kicking in. <laughs> an epiphany. There was an epiphany. Well, that's a spiritual term too. Anyway, my brain had a good thought. But it was just a realization. Hey, that's the word. It was a, a realization at that moment that would, when I looked at that place, it was like, that looks like a church. Like, like a churchy church. <laughs> and, like, they, I'm not going to say what denomination. Very much that denomination, like, is on the sign. And, and that, like, at that moment, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. I just can't. And if it was one of the progressive ones that you can't tell that if it's a church or a weed dispensary, you know, thrive. That sounds like a, it looks like an awesome church. They got a great band there and they thrive in the spirit. They, they got have a, a fog sm- machine. They have a fog machine. In fact, everyone has their own personal fog machine. They, have, yeah. they all come in the door. 
in their with pocket. their own fog machine. And <laughs> okay, so so that was the moment to where it was like, I can't. I literally had that moment where I was like, I can't. I just can't. Here's where the conversation started with me and Ethan first, and I'm about I'm about to make a lot of people really worried about me. <laughs> Sorry. I was, one, I was wondering if he was going to go. I wasn't going to bring it up. I gotta bring it up. I was wondering if he was going to go there. Intellectual honesty. Um, yeah, when we talked about it with Dad yesterday, but I'm I'm at a point where the thing that keeps me in church is the people that are there who know me. Like, like there's, it's a very short leap for me because because last week. We got home really late the night before church. Um, Ethan and Emily didn't go. I went to the second service by myself, so I didn't go to any class or anything. I just went to the service and walked out, which is what I did when I first started going to church there. Um, and I was just thinking, like, if I don't have this group of people, like if I decided to stop going to this class on Sunday, it would be a very short leap to I'm not going to go to church anymore. Right? Like, it, it would not take much. Like, basically what I'm saying is the reason that I go to church on Sundays at all is because there are people in, in this group that, if I didn't go, would say, hey, why aren't you going? <laughs> and that's what's keeping me in the building. If that makes sense. Like, and that's it. And so then in my brain, I'm like, well, is it even good that I'm going if that's why I'm going there? Is just because these people want me to be there. Is that dishonest of me or whatever? I don't know. No, no. And this is why I'm so frustrated, okay? <laughs> because because y'all have been preaching at me for a long time. And, and, okay, so you're going to a group, you're mm -hmm. a part of a group, you have found a group that you feel safe in. Mm -hmm. And that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want you to have that. You need that. Mm -hmm. But it is not, you cannot assume that because it is filling a need for you, that it's going to fill a need for everybody else. Mm -hmm. We're all different. We're same in a lot of ways. Yeah. But we're all different. Mm -hmm. And what I have been trying to say <laughs> is I do not need to be there. I do not need to be there because I don't believe in it right now. Mm -hmm. what? I cannot church. Okay. I cannot um, support a mission that I do not believe in. I cannot go to a church service without feeling like a terrible person because all I can do is watch people mm -hmm. and pick it apart and see whose marriages looks great and whose doesn't and 
how somebody's dressed and somebody else isn't or if they totally did not pay attention to that person that just walked in because of the way they looked or there are so many things I can pick apart about that organization mm -hmm. and it's not good for me to be there mm -hmm. it is not good for me mm -hmm. yeah but I think you're not like again I don't care if you go to church <laughs> I think that you need to talk to someone who is not one of the three of us and spend time with them. That's all I think. Maybe. That that has always been my point of view, yeah. is you just need friends. You don't need to be a hermit. For me, the easiest place to find friends was the church because it was a familiar environment that I knew what we were going to talk about, and that was it. And for me, like right now, my biggest struggle is I love those people, but I struggle to be in the building. Because I do that too. Like, we do that too. We sit there and we think through things and, ooh, that's an interesting choice. And I, I mean, wonder why they're doing that. And that's what we've talked about this whole time is how, how we feel when we're in a church. It's exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. It's how we over-evaluate <clears throat> yeah. and over-analyze everything. Mm-hmm. Like you're not watching, you're not watching Star Wars as a fan. You're watching it as a critic. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that you know, like yeah. that's. So you're coming in as Gene Shalit instead of instead of somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's probably more toward the toxic side of the fandom. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know. Yes. What? Oh man. Like her body movements over here, I'm scared. <laughs> so that, like, for like, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go for it. We laugh to cut the tension. <laughs> that's why we're laughing. Okay. Don't get mad. Let me talk. Okay. I am not a single person. Yeah. Correct. I do not live alone. No. I am a married woman with two children. Yep. Who who is living with her in-laws, which is two people. Mm -hmm. I work with two other people every day. Mm -hmm. I go to therapy now. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else. I um, have a mother. I have siblings. I have friends. I don't think I have to spend a lot of time with other people, although I do, to have a, I don't want to say fulfilling, because I don't know if that's the right word. I think I'm fine, and y'all just need to leave me alone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> stop, stop projecting <laughs> your need upon me, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You do what you need to do, and let me do what I need to do. <laughs> I am a grown woman mm -hmm. who is almost 50 years old. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Stop. <coughs> like, I go to work from 8 to 5, Monday through Thursday. I'm exhausted when I get home because I am peopled out. I got a lot of people anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, those people love me. Mm -hmm. Those people that come in the office, they love me. They tell me that. They tell me kids that. And that's people to me. Mm -hmm. Come home. Spend time with my in-laws. I'm going to spend time with my husband. I may text with a friend or a sibling or some somebody a few times throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And that's enough for me. 
ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Ethan? <laughs> Ethan has been talking lately about recognizing that he needs community. That I need people. That's the reason why we stopped homeschooling. That I need people? Yeah. That's the reason why I didn't get the option. <laughs> yeah. Well, today, someone in our class um, also mentioned that he would like a group because in the class we were in, there was only a women's mm-hmm. Bible group um, and not a men's. And he was like, do the men have one? And everyone very nervously trotted around that question yeah. when Alex and I just said, no. no. <laughs> they all said, well... We used to, and it hasn't started back, and by hasn't started back, we mean we haven't had one in two years. <laughs> um, and so I told the, the girl who leads our group to give my number to the guy who starts groups. Um, so hopefully that will happen soon. But I am also where Alex is as not wanting to go only maybe a bit more extreme because I have less ties to that class than she does. Um, less but more. Less but, but less more. But more. <laughs> um. one, one more significant. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, well, it's yeah. just, it's a weird mix of, I know that I need, like, I love the relationships I've built, but at the same time, they feel dependent on the building, if that makes sense. So I struggle with the building, but they, the relationships I've built are dependent on the building. So it's all, I don't know. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Yeah, probably. Don't struggle with it. <laughs> Just let it be what it is. Be glad that you found it. We're very glad you found it. Mm-hmm. And it all came at the perfect time. Yeah. I mean, all four of us, we are a lot the same, but we are a lot different. Mm-hmm. We're at different places. Um, we have different personality traits, even though we have a lot of the same. <laughs> but We're all bullheaded. Uh, well, I'm not. <laughs> Tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not as much as you. <laughs> Do I talk or you got you get ready to throw something out? Okay. The, the only she's pondering. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can't tell how long it's gonna be. <laughs> you need to work it out. The the one thing I think I would most benefit from, mm-hmm. or could really benefit from, is. If I knew other people who were in the same place. And that, because, because, I need to know if what I'm thinking is right or wrong. Like, yeah. am I wrong? Am I right? Am I, does it matter? What do we do from here? Where do we go from here? What happens now? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to do anything? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Like, there's so many questions because we've spent all of our adult life serving other people and 
it feels very selfish to not be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel very self-absorbed. Didn't your therapist tell you to do something for other people? No, not my therapist. Oh. That came up somewhere. My psychiatrist <laughs> told me if I felt the need to do something to make a gift basket or something of that type and leave it on a neighbor's door uh, or patio so that I could just do something, fulfill that need to do something. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, is I think, you now we're, I mean, it's on subject, but off. Okay. <laughs> um, people would describe me as a confident person and and I used to be a lot more than I am now, but um, but I would be the one that they would describe as more confident than you. But I honestly think Jeanette is more self-confident than I am, because you just kind of make a decision and go. I will think and overthink and rethink, think about everybody that's involved. I'll think about all the implications and then when I finally do come to the decision I am 100% sure it's the wrong one (laughs) and you're like nope that was my decision wrong or not is the one I made and that's the way it's going to be okay the difference is and I think we talked about this before I don't vocalize my doubts I have a lot of thoughts that do not come out of my mouth it's not that I'm confident in all of my decisions it's just that I keep it to myself. Well, so I when, ponder it over and over in my brain, and I don't say it out loud. So when you say that you're wondering if you're making the wrong decision, I know I am. Like, in my brain, I literally, in my brain, think about 99% of everything. But even in the, in the faith journey part of it, I know I'm making the wrong decision my brain kicks in the gear to start trying to troubleshoot that. So I'm working from the angle of, I know that what I'm thinking is wrong. I've got to figure out where it's wrong. I got to figure out how to correct from that wrongness or what, like, I just got to fix it. But my assumption is from the get go that it's the wrong decision and I got to solve it. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is literally how my brain works. I need an example. I mean, it's anything. When I think about, um, so right now, like my, you know, as far as like what next step is, my next step is is I am revisiting the the person of Jesus. That's that's my next step. That's my next thing. It's not something I haven't thought about before. I have thought about it a lot. I've spoken about it a lot. I have, I have studied it and read different people. I'm going to read some other people, and I'm going to listen to some other people. And I want to get my, I know my thoughts about who Jesus is, is wrong. But I don't know how it's wrong. Until I dig into it, I just have to assume that I'm wrong. That does not make sense to me. 
Why is it wrong to make a decision to make a decision to learn more about Jesus? No. I, my assumption is my perception of who he is is wrong. That's that's why I want to learn. That's why I want to break it down and study. That's why I want okay, to reapproach okay. the subject of who Jesus is. Okay, so I just wouldn't word that the same. Okay, I would say my perception of Jesus isn't what it can be. I'm not there yet. I've come a long way, but I've got a lot, a long way to go. Because, because I'm trusting his um, revelation, maybe, to me. I mean, we just went through gentle and lowly. That was all about Jesus. And that helped that helped us see a different side of him, a, him in a different way. So I think my perception of him is better. It's not perfect. I'm on a journey. Does that make sense? You think you're right where you're supposed to be. I have faith that I am right where I'm supposed to be now at this point in my life because I'm here. And I work with Jesus every day. So if he wanted me to be somewhere else, he'd have me somewhere else. So I question whether I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And that's where I that's where the community for me comes in to where I can go. <clears throat> as I talk about this with other people, they can help me look at him differently and look at his story differently and look at all of that differently. So so you feel like you have... I'm limited. Control. Over those decisions? If you're going to get into the sovereignty conversation, that's just way, <laughs> way, way too big and too deep. I don't know. I, I, what I'm thinking right now is that our brains just work differently, and we just have a different point of view. You just look at it from a different point of view than I do. That's what I think. And you're I don't think it's necessarily confidence or lack of. Do you think that at this point you are at the right place? I do not. So you think we've made mistakes and I'm not talking about that you. have led us here? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me and the way I think about it. I always think my thoughts can evolve. I know how many different routes my brain has taken in different things over the years, and I'm always at the assumption of the place I'm at now, I could be completely different in a year from now. Yeah. And so I want to figure all that out. But I'm working from the assumption. So you could, you, you could stay right where you're at and be satisfied because you think you're in the right spot. You think you're right for this moment. I can't because I think I'm wrong even in this moment. If I'm 
if I'm wrong a year from now, or if I'm wrong a year ago, I was wrong. Your thought is, is it may be different a year from now, but it's right. A year ago, I was right. So when things come up, you can sit back and go, well, I just believe or I have faith. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I have to go, let me think that through. Let me, let me look at this from a different angle. Let me talk to somebody. Let me ask a few more questions. Okay, so maybe, is that the difference between a man and a woman? No, I can't do that. Different kind of thinkers. I mean, you're right on that end. We do think very differently. But, but I've very rarely seen you back down from a decision that you've made. It's no. not a man-woman thing, because that's how my brain works. When you say decision, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what kind of decision you're talking about. So, I, like, your revelation yesterday of, I'm not for church. You think that, like, you've made that revelation, but at the same time think, but that's probably wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong in my, in my brain Do to us. make me come to that revelation, so now I've got to fix, figure out what's wrong there yeah, like, to make sure that I'm right. So... Before I go, I'm done with church. Right. I need to ask the questions of what parts, what what part of church am I done with? Mm-hmm. What, like, there's, there's so many implications. There's so many things to think through. And it's back to those personality types. I mean, you're, you're not the, you're not the nuts and bolts and tear it apart. You're not the reverse engineering kind of brain that I have. Like I, I, I have to take it apart and look at it. I've got to, I've got to touch everything inside. I need to know. Like mom loves to tell about me taking toys apart when I was a kid. I have to know. Just it making a noise. You look at it and go, "Ooh, that's a cool noise. That sounds neat." I'm like, "Hmm. How did it get that sound? Why does it sound like that? Why doesn't it sound like this?" If I change this, what is it going to sound like? If I move that part, if I reverse this, mm-hmm. what's it going to sound like? That sounds exhausting. Sounds like it, Well, and it it's it's the same reason why you don't like talking about theology. Like, you don't feel an overwhelming need to find an absolute truth. Because you're better at faith. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking is it's got to be a lot harder for you to have faith uh-huh. than it does for me because I don't have to pick everything apart. Yep. Must be nice. I think... <laughs> I think... <laughs> Dad would be Thomas. I think I would be Thomas. Show me. Show it to me. Like, I'm I'm cool. I trust you. Yeah. Like that, I, because I, I look at that story and go, like, he trusts, like, he, I'm like. But I want to see it. Like, I trust you, but I want to see I it. I want to see it. Because <laughs> it's going to eat at me when I walk out of the room. I'm going to be like. How do I know? <laughs> did, she, did she have a ring on that finger? Like, when, you know, you meet somebody, you're like. Do they have a ring on their finger? And you look down, like he was like 
Is there a hole? Because Jesus should have a hole in his hand. <laughs> and everybody else was like, he looks a little bit different, but he sounds the same. He's like, well, there's a good way to tell. Because you ain't faking. <laughs> but yeah, you remember the episode of Big Bang when Sheldon was trying to teach Leonard about his neurosis, his OCD, and he had him wear the wool sweater. Huh? And you remember it was like it was just itching at him all of the time. He's like, that's what happens in my brain mm-hmm. is it will not. It will itch my it itches my brain, and and so my brain itches on all of that kind of stuff, and and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I enjoy it. Like I really do. Like that's. It sounds so exhausting. No, no, it'd be boring. Like what you talk about, that don't sound fun at all. Like that. Like I, I no, that's. I like getting into the weeds. Now, it'd be nice to, at some point to be able to kick it off and go like, okay, cool. I mean, the 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 Bible says it. Bless God, I believe it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't do that. I had a Bible teacher in high school whose answer was, you ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart, and she wouldn't go any further than that, and it drove me nuts. Oh, or the... <laughs> the and, and we say it, and, and it's said so many times of... A person, what is it? A person with an argument cannot disprove a person with an experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's your feelings. Yeah. Feelings lie. I've had panic attacks. <laughs> and they were lying to me. <laughs> and I couldn't tell myself otherwise at the time. That was the the panic attack I'm having about whatever. That is real in my life at that moment. Even though it's not. Mm-hmm. And... And so, so when it comes to, and it's not male, female, I know there's tendencies, but like, but that's where a lot of times dudes are like, that's why we don't talk about feelings because feelings just change. Like they're, they move and there's ebbs and flows of that and you really can't trust them. And But I still think you're more confident when you make your mind up. When your mind's made up, <laughs> girl, there ain't no change in that brain. Thanks to my daddy. I, I know. Oh, I, that's when I call you Billy Dixon. And you know I loved your dad. I miss him a lot. But, like, oh, that's one of us two back down from decisions when we talk about things. And it ain't me. No, it's really hard for me to wait when I, when we... Because you're slow and stupid, Randy. There are so many times... It was just back down a little quicker. And <laughs> you just back off. It you just back off. There are a lot of times that I have to wait on you to find the realization. And it can take a long time. <laughs> well, it's like... It's I like, mean, we've been out of church for six years, buddy. But it's like selling the house. Like, as soon as you both decided we're going to sell the house, Mom was like, let's move out right now. Yeah. Three weeks. That's how Mom, like, that's it how she is. <laughs> we're going to do it right now. Right I want to be out of this house in texting, a month. Texting the agent as we speak. Yes. The sentence is not out and, of your... And the reason for that is because <laughs> we have been talking about it for so long and thinking it 
<laughs> and I had been thinking it and pondering and weighing <laughs> options. Like, by the time he gets to the realization, I've already weighed it all out. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to get on board. <laughs> Like I said, we've been out of church for 60 years. <laughs> I have. He hasn't. I haven't. No, he's he's had lots of cycles of indecision. I've been in the pulpit. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. I mean, I was invited to pastor another church. I was like... I've done weddings and funerals and youth stuff and all of these things like it hasn't yeah it's been you you were out i mean it was just like moving out of the house every time like when you were in the pulpit for that while like we went but i think it's like every experience you had created more questions every time mom went it further cemented what she already thought does that make sense? Like, every time Mom stepped into a church, it further cemented, yep, yeah, this is not the place for me. But every time Dad would step in a church, it would be like, well, what's this mean? Well, what could this mean? Well, you know. <laughs> and that's where, you know, back to the whole Rhett thing, like, that's where he and I are similar on that end of where it's like, he's at the place. I know he's just written that song, like, I don't, he calls, what is it, I don't think it's true. What is the name of the song? I don't know. Which, the Believe Me one? Believe me, that's the name of it. But yeah, the chorus in it, he says, I don't need you to think it's true, I just need you to believe me. Yeah, but that's, the one of the things that he said was that, he's like, trust me, I wanted it to be true. Yeah. I tried really hard. I don't believe you. But, <laughs> I listened to him and my brain works the same way. But, uh, but that's the point to where the scary, the scary place for me the scary place for me honestly is is where does this road go um i don't know how full bore i'm willing to get on that road how what how how hard i want to hit that road you know how i am when i hit the road i'm on it and i am i am deeply deeply focused this is one that i'm like You know, the slippery slope. The, uh, you know, am I? Go ahead. I'm thinking. I, I feel like it's like our drive today. Every time we take a drive out here, it seems like they all lead back to 62. Mm-hmm. It's like, to, to me, it's like the yellow brick road. As long as you stay on the yellow brick road, you're going to get where you need to go. <laughs> But who's the wizard pulling the strings? God. That guy was a jerk. That guy was a jerk. <laughs> I just think we're we're on a path. Oh, those aren't Oompa Loompas. What are they? Munchkins. Munchkins. There you go. I started singing Oompa We're Loompa on a like, path. It's like time. the same thing. It's like... It's, it's like... If God is for you, who can be against you? Don't do it. Nothing can snatch you out of the hands of God. You're placed there. See, you've already That's determined. Too easy. You've determined the end of the road. Yeah, yeah it's heaven. 
I am looking at the next block. I am looking at the next brick. It's another brick in the wall. By the great philosopher. It's a different musical. <laughs> better, it's a better musical. It's a much better musical. Oh, I just... Uh, uh, I, to me, it's that whole spaghetti waffle thing. Or if you take spaghetti and put it on waffles with syrup. Gross. With syrup. And then if you fold the waffle, it's a taco, it's too. It's a taco. Spaghetti and if taco? You put the, a waffle spaghetti taco. And then if you put the special <laughs> syrup in your coffee, <laughs> you quit caring about all of it. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you... But that's where... The word implications comes up a lot. There are so many implications. Mm -hmm. So many implications. And, like, that's that's the point to where I've always said, I've always said, if, you know, I'm talking about my atheist friends, which I've, and I've said it in the past, I've never met a true atheist, and I, I haven't. I've met angry people and who are angry at something, hurt by something. That's who I've met. Um, but I've always said is like, listen, if you can prove what I believe is not true, by all means, I need to know. That person hasn't happened. But that person is me. Like that that's the person who keeps asking the questions. And that's the person who who ultimately I'm going to answer the questions that that keep getting asked. And and so again, back circling back to the original statement of that's why I'm not good for church. Well, if you step out, then you're not going to hear the truth. I've studied it. And your package presentation on Sunday is not going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. It's actually going to do the opposite. It's going to do the complete opposite. Like I was, I was telling, I've told all of y'all, but this, you know, this week I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's a, he teaches social studies, and then I got another buddy. He's a psychology. He was a psychology teacher, and, and like I love sitting and talking to them. We solve a lot of world's problems, but we just talk through things logically and reasonably. And um, and I told one of them, was like you know, just the, the reality of where I'm where I'm at. It's like, dude, I haven't been in church in five years, and and like I miss the community, and but I don't want that community, and. Um, Man, we're just talking about maybe some, you know, some different ideas here and there, but, but, yeah. It all started with a tattoo, or with me using the word fox in replace of another word that I have quit replacing with the word fox. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery slope. Maybe it started with drinking wine with the Methodists. Or maybe it's because I watched Harry Potter. That's what it was. <laughs> Did you do yoga? It's my fault. I need to do yoga. Yep. But I will literally go back through all of those questions, too. Not only will I look at the next brick, but I will go back and reevaluate every, every brick single before. brick yep. along the way and try to figure out. Which brick was wrong? Which? I don't have the patience for that. 
But if it's wrong, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Yep. I don't want to know. Oh, I can't do that. No, go. No. No. Like, if, if one... loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. Mom's full of cliches today. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> sure got a pretty mouth. I like, I got movie cliches. It, but it, I mean, that's, that's just, that's, that's where I'm at. And I'm not afraid to ask it. I'm not, a, and I'm, I'm, I, I said I'm afraid. I'm not afraid to ask the questions. I'm afraid of, I think the thing I am afraid of is I've already got the people. So back to the verbiage, you know, this may just be full disclosure. I've done all the talking today. It's okay. I didn't talk last week at all. Um, you know, f- full disclosure, like, my my vocabulary has changed tremendously over the last four or five years, and um, I don't even care anymore. I'm at that point to where I just do not care. Um, and a lot, I, I know that there's, I can remember one day I was talking about something and just left it, let the bomb drop, and one of the, as a coworker, and I'm like, oh, Brother Hines, and like literally my answer is, that guy doesn't exist anymore. And it wasn't me putting on a show then. Like, like, I wasn't. Like, y'all know. I here's a, here's a room where I can honestly say that. Y'all saw me. Y'all seen the transition. You mm-hmm. know that guy does not exist anymore. Maybe he was murdered by a midlife crisis. I don't know. I'm willing to ask that question, too. I know that I don't want a 20-year-old because they are stupid. And I don't want a motorcycle. Well, I kind of do, but I don't. I want a bicycle. I do want a convertible, but so does my wife. Brother Hines is like Taylor Swift. The old Brother Hines can't come to the phone right now. Quit. Why? Because he's dead. Because he's dead. <laughs> is that a Taylor thing? Swift said the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now because she's dead. What was that? The Reputation album. Like, <laughs> it's it's the idea of dead naming. Yeah. Like I feel like at times when I talk to people, honestly, when I talk to people. Like when they, when I know that they're still trying to figure me out now, as compared to who I was four or five years ago, it feels like dead naming because it's like I don't even recognize that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize him at all. I don't understand that at all. Why? That's why I use Alexia now. Yeah, I'd go by Gene. Because no. Alex does not exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean that person that was yep. performance based. Because I thought the performance was true, mm-hmm. I thought that that was absolutely the truth, and that's that's who I was. Believe me now when I say I don't believe it's true. I, I don't. That's not that person, mm-hmm. and it. <laughs> I don't want to discount. I don't want you to feel like I, I'm you, discounting what you're saying. You know me better than anybody. But I don't see it that way. Like, that person is not dead. That person is just growing, maturing, developing, discovering. That's a cheap use of the word mature. But go ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't call you mature, but you, know, you got a lot of grace. So. Is that like uh, mature television? <laughs> 
you're you're evolving. So evolving doesn't mean necessarily that you're getting into something better. It just means like maybe an arm part popped out of your back or something. Yeah, all that. Maybe <laughs> I just don't it's have not it. morphing. <laughs> it's morphing time. <laughs> We're Power Rangers. See, y'all do it too. It's not just me. Mother morphing Power Ranger. <laughs> I mean that. I'm gonna start using that. Mother Morphin Power Ranger. <laughs> Can I do that in front of mom? No. no. I'm afraid she might have heard you. She slapped me in the mouth for just saying mother one time. I was an adult. Looked at her like, bitch. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I think these conversations show the difference in our thinking, the way we perceive things. I've never understood when people say that person's dead, that person. You are that person. You've just changed. You've grown. You've moved on. You are that everything you have done through your lifetime is who, what makes you who you are today. See, I, like, there are certain times in my life when I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, it, it's a period of growth. But then I feel like there's a definitive moment in my life where it wasn't even a new chapter. It was like a whole book closed. And this is the second book in the sequel. And it has a new title because it's a different book. It's still in the same series. But it is, it's a new book. It is the reboot of Daredevil. Sure. <laughs> it is a new story. No, it's it is. It is. I was... Who played Hulk in the Incredible what? Hulk? Did you say Bridgerton? Yeah. Oh. It was Edward Norton, and now it's Mark Ruffalo. Still the Hulk. Still the Hulk. <laughs> Different person. Yeah. In, in Same Bridgerton, <laughs> in Bridgerton, each season is a different sibling. Sibling. It's more like an anthology. Yeah. Like there's different. Yeah. There's different authors. So the same auto, okay, you'll get me on this. It's like the it's same. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna back that one out. Forget I just said that. Never mind. No, nope, never mind. It's like James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> same same character. I want to be Idris Elba. Entirely different actor, different yeah. universe. I want to be the Thirteenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. There is a Thirteenth. There's already a Fourteenth. Yeah. There shouldn't have been. Um, How's your brain work, Ethan? So. He's looking at the clock. No, I'm not. I, I quit looking at the clock uh, 30 minutes in. And I at that point, I knew, oh, this is going to be a long one. Aren't they all? They're getting progressively longer. Long form now. Um, so, mom has faith in it all. Dad wants to go back and restructure everything and explore all the options and all that i just want someone to give me the correct direction (laughs) so that i can follow them (laughs) and that's not out there you're not getting it from them i know (laughs) oh that whole paul saying follow me as i follow christ like no (laughs) yeah yeah i just want the correct directions you know uh interpreted in the correct way not that easy but that's how i like everything because i like i i can accomplish whatever i need to as long as someone gives me the correct way i need comfortable and easy is that what you're saying 
Not comfortable no. and easy. Just definite? Definite. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah. You, Yeah, you still call him Baby Yoda. Okay. Okay. I say Grogu. So, <laughs> what... What does that look like for you in relation to the church? Because you can say that, like, in the church, you are given directions. But how many different direction? How many different interpretations yeah. have we gotten? And I've been a part of enough to know that I can't trust one okay. set of directions. Okay. Gotcha. And sure, there's lots of places I could research said directions, mm -hmm. but is that the correct place, or do I need to go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. He's Link, isn't he? Ethan's Link. He is Link. No. In, the, in that context, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I question a lot more than Link does. Oh, no. He doesn't. I think he he Link, thrives on the relationships. But Link, so much. Yeah. but Link doesn't ask the question. Someone else brings it up, and then he starts thinking about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Hmm. No, Link finds one thing that makes him comfortable, and he's happy with it. Mm -hmm. I'm questioning: Is this the correct happy? Should I be happy? Or is there another happy that's the right one? I guess I'm gonna have to listen to Rhett and Link. You should. It's real. It's good. It's good to. Li I mean, again, I was tearing it apart the whole time I'm listening to it. Yeah, so. it's hard well, not to. I think for like Ethan and I listened to it, and it was just reassuring to know. Okay, other people are in this frame of mind because they were in ministry, mm -hmm. and it was just good to hear because it it was very like. I don't think either of them at any point were like, here's the answer I've come to. It was very much like, we don't have one. Here's just how we've gotten where we are. Okay. I thought Rhett and Link were just taste testers. Um, <laughs> so their YouTube channel, which is Good Mythical Morning, is very different from their podcast, Ear Biscuits. Their podcast is when they are very frank and adult. And they discuss important things. Their Good Mythical Morning is very much like, let's be goofy and be positive and be... Their podcast is our podcast. It gives them a it chance is, yeah. to discuss things. It's their therapy session. Because they've gone through a lot in the last... And they've gone through a lot together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they have that same... Their they grew up together. Long friends and... So, it's um, very much their family dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and theirs is very long form, too. They usually talk for two hours. <laughs> now for me like Alex and I talked when we did our solo podcast we talked about how it's hard for us to feel a genuine relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. and for me it was always man I really wish someone could just point me in that direction in the right way to find that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right Ask your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just I just want to point out 
during this whole discussion, Mom has been wearing a t-shirt that says, voted most likely to stay home. And I find that very funny. <laughs> Y'all bought it for me. I <laughs> knew it was saying, accurate when I bought very, it. It's very funny, given very the context. Fitting. <laughs> I think I think it's interesting to see how Ethan and I are different hybrids of y'all's brains. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I've been sitting here thinking is I'm a combination of them. Because oh, yeah. I'm the you're the other combination. I'm the, I've got the cynical cognitive thing of dads, but also Sorry. I tend to cry in the middle of it, which frustrates me to no end because I don't like emotions, but I have them. Which is mom. <laughs> I don't know about me. I don't know what Ethan... (laughs) We don't know what Ethan's is. You're both sensitive like me. Yeah. Ethan covers up emotions so well that he doesn't know what he feels. Ethan's a male. Males can't identify emotions. He got that creative brain, too. That... that There's a connection. He's a little more spaghetti than... He's a little more spaghetti than, than waffle. Is that what it is? I'm a little like, more waffle than spaghetti. Uh, so the idea is men are waffles because they compartmentalize things. It's got all the little boxes. Oh. Spaghetti intertwines and oh, it's a messy yeah. mess. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're you're a little more you, spaghetti. Well, yeah. it's that creative brain. Like you're you're a good left brain left right thinker. And he's left handed, which Yeah. Yeah, you're like I wish I could do that more, but nope. Can't. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work that way. Like I need to, I've got to literally turn a switch off and move to the next channel because. Okay, so now that the world knows we're just crazy. Yeah. Everybody's I crazy. Think, well, because I was talking to somebody, uh, a friend of mine, this week, and and I know that they've been in the church, but they weren't like us. Um, but I used the word deconstruction, and it's like, oh wait, I've got to explain that. Like what that means, like I forget that not everybody really is there. Like, and that's so. Many people, I'm not gonna say most, or I don't know. Many people, when they, when you talk about what we're talking about, literally all they're saying is, "I just quit. I just don't go to church anymore." Yeah, I just quit going. But for what we're talking about is, like, I am evaluating the whole. I'm not even. I'm not evaluating just the organization I'm I'm evaluating all of it now I'm not gonna honestly I'm not gonna spend too much time in old earth new earth evolutionary development like there's too many gaps in all of it I just don't I don't the scientific side of it eh, I don't care I don't I, I will I will lose interest real fast in that um and the prophetic side of things, where you have this other super spiritual group that wants to get into all of that stuff, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that. Um, I want to, I want to camp in the historical. Like that's where I want to spend. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to do some more digging, mm-hmm. and like I, I want some, I want some historical work. Um, but anyways, again, we're just talking about something deeper than I'm talking about something deeper. So again, I guess the word I would use is, uh, you know, I know, I know I'm a poisoned well. I know I am, and and I don't want to. I don't. I I respect the church. I respect the people in the church enough 
to not bring that water into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I know I know who I am, and I know how quickly I get engaged in those scenarios. I, I can talk the language, and I can play the game without even trying, and I will get pulled in. And I don't want to do that. I I wouldn't want to betray like I would tell the pastor, hey, I gotta you need to go listen to episode number twenty whatever of our podcast, then think about whether or not you want me around. Do you actually want me here? Do you? <laughs> oh well you got some gifts. Yes I do. <laughs> I do not die, deny that at all. And I will use them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want that to be friendly fire? Because yeah. it probably will be. Mm-hmm. Can't be trusted with a gun. That's what I'm saying. And I think I don't... If someone is in a place of certainty in their own life, I don't want to disrupt that. (laughs) Which is where I am. I don't want to disrupt your certainty. If you have it, that's awesome. I don't. Except for your mom. So we're going to disrupt I'm going to disrupt hers, but... (laughs) She would want to know all this stuff anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, but I don't like I don't want to ruin what faith you have by bringing in my questions. If you're not even if that's not on your radar, I don't want to put it on your radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I have this. I have this internal turmoil that's happened right now. That it's like. I wonder at some point if they're going to ask me to speak at FCA this year. I am not doing it, so probably not. Uh, Stephanie might. I don't know. I'm not, like... I don't think so. If they do, it's like, hmm. Because I think it's mostly the kids coming up with speakers now. Yeah, I'm good with that. So... I'm good with that. I think you're good. Because I've always been the, hey, I'll fill the gap if you need it. Yep. But, uh, you definitely don't want me up there winging it like I usually do. Nope. Because... Who knows what'll happen? Who knows? <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> you still love Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, but FCA has guidelines. <laughs> I've never read the book, so I But Okay, let's just be done. Mom's exhausted. Mom's tired. We wore her out. She is worried. She has a look <laughs> of worry on her face. <laughs> story we don't know nothing we don't know nothing <laughs> don't ask us to don't be ask, part of don't ask me nothing. don't ask us to be part of your church work horse people <laughs> your ministry team but i want to know after hearing this am i no good for the church or would i be really good for the church mm. there you go yep I'm thinking of a few phrases that past churches have used that would use on you, but I will keep them to myself. Goodbye. For now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya.